We begin with the letter A. A is for... M is for murder. E is for... Danger! And, uh... Dodge. With... Monster. Help! Love me and be... Please! Help! Yeah. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another spooky, cryptid... Uh, hold on, hold on. Let me think of something better. Hold on. What's the word I want to use here? You can delete all that shit and we'll start over. Oh, no, no. I'm going to blend all this together. <laughs> oh, God. Now I got to edit this one. Okay. Oh, um, no, you are editing it. So it's all up to you. So you can start over if you want to. You're in complete control of that. Oh, man. So now I'm going to leave all this in because it's awkward and uncomfortable. Yeah. Welcome to another episode of the Is4 podcast. Tonight I am your host, the cuddly lovable monster and with me the always always exciting danger danger how are you i am exciting not cuddly i don't think i've been described as cuddly by either you or sarge during this entire adventure that we call is for i don't know if that's true i feel like you might have been described as cuddly once or twice but that is good to note that we are sargeless this evening Mm -hmm. we are sargeless uh, I'm going to assume that's because he is too frightened of our tale this evening. Sure, we'll go with he's he's frightened <laughs> by this one. He doesn't seem he's never struck me as a very easily scared feller, but you know, sure, go with it. Yes, but I don't know if he's ever met our subject this evening. Tonight we are doing the letter L, and L is for the Lizard Man of Lee County. The now, Lizard have Man you, of Lee County. Yes, Danger. Have you ever once heard of the Lizard Man of Lee County? Um, I think I have in just reading about stuff, but I don't know the first thing about him. I do know, based on my question to you earlier, that this is not the David Icke subterranean lizard people, Lizard hmm. Man of Lee County. No, no. You know, for those of you that don't know about David Icke and subterranean lizard people, look it up. It's it's a rabbit hole. <laughs> That is endlessly fascinating and just equally as worrisome that there's people out there that actually believe in this stuff. Perhaps that could be another episode in the future. Uh, maybe. Maybe. David Icke. Do you know where Lee County is? I guess that's the Lee County in North Carolina? South Carolina. South Carolina. Okay. For those of you who are listening that are not familiar geographically where the Is4 podcast is recorded at, the vast majority of us are located in North Carolina right on the border between North Carolina and Virginia. Danger is domiciled slightly into Virginia, but just barely. Yes. I guess I am a Virginian. I don't know. Vir Virginian? Virginian. I don't, I don't know. I like Virginian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that rolls off the tongue. It does. Um, and South Carolina, located directly below North Carolina, is where our story takes place. If you know but, anything about directions, people, you could guess that South is below North. <laughs> ah, yes. Using context clues. Yes. I'm giving the audience the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, if they're anything right. like us, they might need a little help figuring this out. But we will come back to North Carolina at the end of our tale for further discussion. But yes, the Lizard Man of Lee County is this story that I came upon that I found was really, really cool because I like cryptids and I like um, weird creatures. And and we did we did an episode last season, uh, Jay is for the Jersey Devil. Yep, um, which I was not a part of, of, so I'm here. This no, 
which I'm very glad. I'm very glad. Um, so just a quick refresher on the concept of cryptids. Cryptids are essentially creatures that man has no real explanation for. There is no definitive proof of their existence, but at the same time, there's a lot of circumstantial evidence, and there's usually some eyewitness reports, and it's hard to corroborate, but it's also hard to... Deny? Yeah, it's hard to uh, say definitively it does not exist. Okay. And so this is a very similar case, but it's a little less known. But I thought it was pretty cool, cool little story. And uh, the fact that it's pretty close to, you know, South Carolina, really close to where we are. I thought it was kind of cool. Now, um, help me out. Where is Lee County yes. in South Carolina? It is a very swampy area because sometimes this guy's... Is but you know true, um, because he is known as the Lizard Man of Lee County, but he's also been known as the Le- Lizard Man from Scape or Swamp. Scape or Swamp is kind of kind of in the middle part of South Carolina. Um, the closest towns are Oswego and Mayersville. Okay, I know where Oswego very... is. So. Okay, okay. Um, and Why so would I, I know where right? Oswego is? I, it's because my life, my job is transportation. So, yeah. Very good. Because I was going to say, for as many times as I've gone through South Carolina to get to the beach and to get to various other places, I was not familiar with this area very thoroughly. Well, usually going to the beach, you kind of skip past this area of yeah. South Carolina. But if for anyone who's ever traveled through South Carolina, there is a lot of swampy areas. Uh, there's a lot of, I think there's Swamp Fox Highway. There's there's a lot of alligator stuff in South Carolina. So it, it's known of, for being swampy. I lived in Greenville, South Carolina for about a year. And I did flooring there in South Carolina. And so we went to um, hospitals, a couple different cities. And I could tell you, and these, we, these were overnight trips that we would go and i could tell you that most of south carolina between the months of i don't know may and september at 7 a.m feel like an armpit it's hot it's sticky and it stinks absolutely south carolina has some really beautiful places like landscapes and whatnot like i remember on one of those trips we sat in the truck and looked out at the coast and we ate lunch and watched dolphins in in the bay. Oh yeah. And it was beautiful in the air conditioning of our truck. And then we got <laughs> out and immediately hated everything. It was just it was terrible. Greenville at the time of beautiful. The rest of it sucks. Like at the country. time of this recording, my wife and I and the family will be taking a trip to North Myrtle Beach, which most people who are not familiar with North or South Carolina whatsoever are at least familiar with Myrtle Beach, or mm-hmm. as it's also known as Dirty Myrtle. I would like to state for the record that North Myrtle is a little bit nicer, a little bit cleaner, and that's where we take the family. Uh, Sarah's dad lives there. It's pleasant. It's a fun it's, trip. Much, it, it is much more family-oriented in North it, Myrtle. It is cleaner in North Myrtle than... Is it South Myrtle, like Mid Myrtle? I don't know. Like, I think it's just Myrtle and North Myrtle. I don't know. Can we also talk about like how they could have changed the name to something a little more appealing than Myrtle? At some point? Myrtle definitely sounds like your sixty-seven-year-old aunt who chain smokes and drinks Budweiser, but uh-huh. that's neither here nor there. Okay, I was thinking more uh, like she's really found a love for that new apple bush. That new, uh, it's like like Bush Light makes an apple cider now. 
you really have to clarify when you use the term apple bush because my first thought was not beer. Well, you know, we are talking about Myrtle. <laughs> Back to the task at hand, the lizard man of Lee County. The lizard man is a bipedal, seven to nine foot tall, green scaly skinned humanoid with bright glowing red eyes. He's known to live in the swampy areas of South Carolina, but has been known to travel into some suburban areas around there. Now, I don't know about you, but when I hear the phrase seven to nine foot tall bipedal humanoid lizard man, I get excited. That <laughs> sounds pretty cool to me. <laughs> that That's not exactly the thing that would get me what's called excited, but you know, um, I find it interesting and also, and, and also interesting because it's, it's not a height, it's a range. It's, you know, it's yes. like nobody's ever seen him close enough to get a height estimate. Like, he never was leaving a convenience store, and there was the notches beside the door to tell you how tall the person was. Right, so, right. And I've know. got a few eyewitnesses, but none of them involve a gas station. So it does does limit our scope a little bit. Maybe he, um, could, maybe he could, you know, stop long enough to be measured on his way to pick up some bush light um, on the way to see your Aunt Myrtle. Yes, uh, apple bush flavored apple, yeah. bush apple. light, apparently. Whatever. Yeah, it's um, not apple bush flavored because <laughs> who would want a bush it tastes flavor? like leaves. <laughs> um, the best way that I can describe this is for anybody who is an absolute dork like me and is familiar with the creature from the Black Lagoon, picture something like that, but he has more like fins for hands. They're kind of webbed. This guy has like talons like three long spiky nails so like hands. like three but not like a, an appendage like a thumb like not co- from the descriptions that we have to go on okay i mean i'm genuinely asking like i want to know if this guy can like hold a pencil or do whatever or if it's like just the the three like bender from futurama I am not, I did not come across anything about his penmanship, but you know, if I ever come across it, I'll do an addendum to this episode. Now I'll, I'll let you know about his handwriting. I'm going to write him a letter so I can get a letter back and excellent. Um, I'll let you know. So the story goes that on July 14th, 1988, uh, Lee County Sheriff's department got a call to investigate a vehicle that had been damaged the night before at a residence near the scape or swamp. The car was covered in claw and teeth marks as well as blood, and there was very large muddy footprints at the scene as well. Uh, The sheriff at the time was this guy named Liston Truesdale. For anybody that's not familiar with certain parts of rural North Carolina and South Carolina, we have some very interesting people with some very interesting dialects. When you think of folksy lawmen, Liston Truesdale is the definition of that kind of sheriff. He is a treat to listen to. I kind of want to look up interviews with Liston Truesdale. If you want to enter some Liston, uh, you know, <laughs> sound, sound bites clip. right yeah. here. I was sheriff during the time this Liston man made his appearance in Lee County, and it was um, during the year of 1988. I took this thing very serious because if we turned our backs on it, oh, it wasn't nothing to it to say it attacked somebody's children. 
I love it. It is. It's the kind of voice that you want to hear him like recite an Andy Griffith episode script. Like it's just lovely. It is very, very lovely. But essentially, here here is this the the main story. This is how all of this got started. Okay, there was a high school student by the name of Christopher Davis. He was driving home late one night when he got a flat tire. He pulled over to the side of the road. He changed the tire, which let's first of all applaud this guy right now, because I don't know how many high school students right now in, in 2022, if they got a flat tire, if they would know how to change their tire. Well, what year was this? 1988. Okay. So probably knew how to change a tire then. I mean, I'm yeah. before any of my kids take off with a car, with a license, whatever, they're going to know how to change a tire just because they should know. I know the three little girls. Yeah. But you know what? Girls can do tough guy things. I don't well, I didn't even know record, how to tire I know. until I was, I don't know how old, but I know now. Well, look, I am 30, 36, I believe. And I know how to change a tire. Did you have it's to very figure simple. out how old you are? Yeah, I'm not 100% sure. I think it's 36. I could be a little off. Um, I know how to change a tire. Okay, what you do is as soon as you hear the tire pop, you pull off to the side of the road, you turn the ignition off, you pull out your cell phone and you call AAA. You sit by your car and wait patiently until the real man shows up who can change the tire for you and get you home safely. This has been Manly Advice with Monster. So back to Mr. Christopher Davis. So young man gets a flat tire. He's changing his tire. And as he goes to put the flat and the jack back in the trunk of his car, he happens to see off in the distance glowing red eyes. Obviously, freaks him out. He quickly runs back to the driver's side, jumps into the car, shuts his car door real quick, and he looks in the rearview mirror, and the thing has gotten a lot closer to the car, and he sees this hulking figure with scaly green skin. He goes to turn the car on, and when he does, he hears this, like, crunching sound because the thing jumped onto the top of his car as he's getting ready to speed off. So he turned on the ignition. He drove off as fast as he could. And so the next day, he called the sheriff and told him what happened, and they asked him to draw the creature. And that's when the, the three talons came into play. He, he drew the scaly skin. He said it was probably seven or eight feet tall the red glowing eyes, and then the three long claw talon finger things. Now, we went into this on the Jersey Devil episode, and so just to kind of piggyback off of that one a little bit, from everything that I've seen, Christopher Davis was a smart kid. He was a believable kid. He would have no reason to make this up. And in all the interviews I've ever seen with him, he is very candid. He's obviously shooken up. Because back in the Jersey Devil episode, one of the big things that I harped on was that the people that say these saw these things are never the town drunk. They're never like Crazy Bill who lives down the street who you tell your kids to, you know, walk on the other side when you see them. They're normal, everyday folks. And we'll we'll get into a few more of them here in a minute. But that's why I have a hard time discrediting these things right out the gate like some people do. Because I tend to want to believe these people. And it, this is real easy to look up on YouTube and see some interviews. And it's pretty fun. Um, Christopher Davis is a young man who I don't see any reason why he'd make this up. So I just 
imagine um, the Lizard Man. I feel like maybe back in Lizard Town, he's, you know, Carl. We're going to call him Carl. Carl the Lizard Man. Larry the Lizard Man. Um, and I feel like... Wait, wait. Before you go any further, let me just understand the premise of where this is going. Okay. We are talking about Larry the Lizard Man from Lizard Town. Yes. Yes. I feel like... Continue. I Continue. Feel, I feel like anytime there's a drawing or a depiction of Larry that comes up, like it somehow gets back to him. <laughs> and I feel like he's just... Every time he sees it, he just goes back home. He's like, oh man, that's not what it looked like at all. I got more than three fingers on each hand. And that's the entertaining thing that happens in my head with Larry. <laughs> I, I don't know what voice I want him to have, but I think that's it. I think that is, that is perfect. Uh, we are talking about the swampy area of South Carolina. These are not... He's gonna have People a very known for having a folksy voice. I he, like it. He's gonna have a a, a gummer pile ness about himself. Yes, yes. And he's like, "Oh man, I just wanted an apple." And like, you know, I didn't want to get chased out of out of the field. I just, I just wanted a hug. And you know, I was trying to help him change his tire. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. But for some reason, a seven to nine foot tall lizard creature with claws and glowing red eyes that comes out of the woods and sounds like that is somehow scarier than if he was like growling and snarling. Like, that's far more frightening for some reason. Comes out of the woods and is a complete moron. (laughs) (laughs) Why would that not be more threatening? That's awful. With that being said, when Christopher Davis drew the uh the lizard man needless to say god bless him he's not an artist and it's literally like two ovals (laughs) with with one like big one and then a little football for the head and then these like stick figure arms with three claw fingers and the gomer pile voice really fits with like it it definitely that's not what it looked like at all (laughs) oh you made me look flat God, you didn't get my beauty mark on my face. You know, Larry, if you're listening, please, we will do another episode devoted to you. You can come on. You can tell your side of the story. (laughs) Like you said, help him change the tire. I was just trying to help the boy change the tire. God. So Larry was cited a few more times. Altogether, 12 people claim to have seen the creature and obviously 1988 i would have been uh three years old you would have been probably about the same right yes that's how i know that you're a 36 because you and i are the same age that's I, right okay my, good, I, good i've call. already had my birthday this year so i am 37 you have not yours no, is in right. december i don't know why i can so read see. your birthday and not many other people's birthday Oh, the only way I remember anybody's birthday other than like my wife's and my dad, mom is Facebook. Thank God. And and so, so 1988, that would have put Sarge. He would have been about 24 at the time. So he might have actually, you know, remember some of this if we if we talk to him about it. He probably got drinks with all Larry. Yes. <laughs> and then Larry go way back, you know. And and in all fairness, I've never seen uh, the Lizard Man of Lee County and Sarge. Uh, at the same time. So yeah. who knows? Yeah, it's true. 
Sarge is often described as seven to nine feet tall, scaly, with glowing red eyes. So that's not... Well, I mean, you know, let's leave his dermatitis and skin conditions alone. He's been known to sound a little bit like Gomer Pyle from time to time. But some of these other some of these other sightings, um, Frank Mitchell, he was a pilot, and he was he was getting in his plane, taxiing on the the runway, getting ready to take off. And when he was, he saw the lizard man coming out of the woods and said the same thing. He was about seven to nine feet tall. He was this big scaly guy, and it freaked him out. And he ran back in the woods, and he didn't see him again. Okay, so. When you say he's a pilot, I assume that's in a way supposed to just automatically give him a little bit more. You know, he's not an idiot. Um, I've known many pilots. I used to work at the airport. I've had buddies that are pilots. Um, these guys I probably shouldn't have trusted to get into a little four-seater plane with. Mm-hmm. But then, but in my head, uh, I just, I get, oh, uh, what's his face from Independence Day? You know, the crop duster. <laughs> <laughs> Again, for, for our listeners, I know we have some international listeners that may not be as familiar with the North Carolina, South Carolina region of the United States. Every single person in this story has that voice that makes you want to deduct IQ points as soon as they start talking. They are smart people. They are lovable people. But every single one of them has a little bit of this going on. And it's sometimes hard to take everything they say seriously. I feel like I feel like uh the pilot he's got that but it's got to wish He's for the record all of these people have all their teeth. Yeah, um sure. they all seem to be 98% coherent, you know. But yeah, so so there was there was Frank Mitchell, there was also George Plyer. Now just just let me get the story out, okay? Before right, you interject. All right, all right. All right. He went to check on his hogs and his goats. <laughs> and when he did, he was going to look and he saw this head pop out from behind the tree that had some scales and some glowing red eyes. And it kind of freaked him out. For Old people flyers think- hogs. <laughs> I've got no reason not to believe this man. He he's a He loves animals. He's taking care of his specifically as hogs and as goats. Now, I don't know if there were more animals, but they weren't in this particular pen, or if this... This was just the hog and goat section of the farm. I don't know. Because, I mean, every every farm has a hog and goat section. And now entering hog and goat land? Every reputable farm, yes. Do you think, maybe, that he is out there feeding his goats? And he sees this, he sees old Larry show up again, because uh, mm-hmm. I assume it's the same the same one every time. There is no proof that there is more or less than one lizard man. Well, I mean, lizard, lizard man town probably has more than one, because usually be a town there, I think, oh, used to be. Oh, so now it's lizard man town. Before yeah. it was just lizard town. Uh, lizard, lizard people town. You really need to get the the backstory of this together before you start sprouting out your lies. Okay, I, you know when you're coming up with stuff on the fly. And, I, I, uh, oh you know, no, no, no time this to rehearse. Is, you get what you get, this, and you don't. Fuss this is a bit. weeks. This is weeks of deep research. We are experts. Oh, no, 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 on no, no, for you, for you, <laughs> it was weeks of deep research. I'm not claiming to have done any research of this. 
which I wanted to go in a little more blind. That's why, like, I I didn't look at the schedule as far as what subjects you put in because I was like, you know what? Like, I remember when I looked at it first time, I was like, that is not something I know about, and that is something I'm 100% going to wing. So, do you think when he like he sees you know feeding the goats, then uh, he sees the the lizard thing, and then the goat just looked at it was like, that's bad. Yeah, I did it. We're so. We're supposed to save the dad jokes for the end. The dad jokes are in me, and they're a part of who I am. Okay, well, that's fine. You you have several dads inside of you. So, um, moving on. Oh, so, okay. okay. So, we talked, about, we talked about Frank Mitchell's sighting. We talked about George Plyler's. Let's get to a real sighting, okay? This is, oh, these this is a young sightings. Oh, these have been real sightings, but this is the one that I feel hang in there. Okay. okay. I'm hanging. If there was ever uh, the definitive South Carolina name, it might be this young lady by the name of Dixie Rawson. Dixie Rawson. R-A-W-L-S-O-N? Uh, no L. No L. R-A-W-S-O-N. But Dixie. Dixie Rawson, yes. So let me let me tell you her story. So they, her and her husband, uh, so they had a house where they had a little bit of a front porch and a driveway. Had a house, okay. Well, they live, lived in a home, and this was in you know late eighties, early nineties. So uh, you know maybe they moved, maybe they moved on. Okay, um, I didn't know if the had was a part of the story, but go on. No, no, it's not. Uh, the part that you need to know is that they had a driveway and a little bit of a front porch area where they put several blankets and towels down because they were kind of like the hub for all the stray cats that wandered around in the neighborhood. (laughs) So good old Dixie Rawson had this little like cat haven set up to, uh, to, you know, keep the neighborhood cats warm. And and she was a stray cat. She was a stray cat lady. She was 100% the crazy cat lady of Lee County. So she would lay down these towels and these blankets and put out food for them and stuff. And one morning she came out to check on the cats and all the blankets and towels were torn up and thrown all over the place. She was like, gosh, I wonder what happened. Then she looked at their car and their car had been ripped up and scratched up. And and in, in this video clip that I saw, they actually showed the car. Chunks of metal were, like, torn off of the, the hood of the car. There was even some blood on the car. It obviously scared them very much uh, because they got a, a vanity plate made to put on the front of the car that said something like, uh, the, the lizard man has been here or something like that. Before, so they were obviously but- very distraught. Before the no no after no, after okay. after because um you know obviously with something like this you would want to to have people come and look at it and you know I would imagine to see something this exciting a, a, a small donation would be would be in order you know come see the the car that's been destroyed by the lizard man right I mean I don't know why like what could cause Dixie to feel the need to you know. Um, maybe she needed more blankets for her cats, and she thought maybe some well, people could come, like put, could help her as and see her as a cat sanctuary. Well, know? this 
unfortunately, this story does not have a happy ending because oh. after all of this happened, the cat's no longer hung out at Dixie's driveway. Oh, so Dixie lost her purpose. <laughs> Dixie, she did. Yeah, Dixie. Uh, Dixie went south. Poor, poor Dixie. Don't Dixie. ever say Dixie went south again. But that is that is the story of the lizard man of Lee County, and it has been rumored that since his time in South Carolina. Now, when was he the last? Has, when was the last sighting? So this all occurred in late eighties, early nineties. Okay. Um, all, I, I read a few of the sightings. There was 12 altogether. And this is actually a story that did basically go nationwide. This was all over the news and stuff in the 80s. Um, did the reporting, uh, the sightings ever happen outside of Lee County or even outside of South Carolina? The only ones that I came across were all in South Carolina. And they were all in the kind of swampy backwoods kind of portion of south carolina um now, now along with that i want to ask you you're one who has uh read about and been interested in the x-files paranormal type stuff and sure you know, granted i have you know my fair share of interest in it as well are there any other lizard man sightings elsewhere that haven't really been connected to the the lee county like maybe larry moved with his family to like you know, Pacific Northwest. You know, it's interesting. There are not as many lizard people that, that you hear about because, you know, there's a hundred different versions of Bigfoot skunk ape, like a great big hairy humanoid, right. um, something that's more ape like. And, and then there's also all kinds of other cryptids that you often hear about that are more like cat like. And the lizard, specifically sort of the scaly skinned, not as much. And I don't know if it's because it is located, I would imagine that it would have to be located somewhere in a swampy area if he is a little bit like gator or cold-blooded like a lizard. You might need that swampy environment. So like, I don't know, South Carolina down to like Florida, you know, cause, sure. and then out to like louisiana because it seems to be swampy out that way makes you wonder if there's like untalked about lizard man sightings at disney you know the best that i can tell is a crocodile got a little bit excited learned how to walk on two legs and people started to lose their mind didn't know how to explain it they were like no one's going to believe me that i saw a crocodile come out walking on two legs so i'm going to make up a story about a nine foot tall lizard man but but people came up with the same sighting, the same sort of thing, except for except for Miss Dixie. Now Miss Dixie never saw it. She just saw evidence of stuff all tore up on her porch or car and whatnot. So nothing ever said that it was specifically that. It could have been maybe somebody got pissed off because her cat kept going there or she, or whatever. She made it very clear in the interview that I saw what else could have possibly done it. I mean, there's no way a bear could have done it. There's no way that a coyote could have done it or a dog could have done it. I would tend to believe that nine cats with the right amount of cooperation and focused energy could potentially destroy a car. But Do you really think cats coordinate together that much or can coordinate together? Um, no, I believe no, it. No, no, I believe it as much as I believe that there could potentially be a nine foot tall lizard humanoid running around South Carolina. Okay, now it's totally possible. Out of out of all of them, 
Dixie's the hardest one for me to believe. I do believe there are these people that saw something similar all along the way. I think that the first one kind of perpetuated what, you know, kind of got into other people's heads. And maybe they kept seeing the same sort of thing, just imagining it, imagining they were seeing that same thing they heard of before. I think, and now I'm not the smartest man in the world. And, no, and no, you're I, not. No. Okay. I was going to say, I feel like that might be hard for you to believe, but you jumped straight to that. So, you know. No, no, I believe you. I, okay. I follow that logic. No problem. Okay. But I do think that I'm pretty good at kind of putting two and two together. And Dixie, I think that Dixie probably did it herself, her and her husband, or maybe hired somebody to do it and just try to, you know, use that as like, okay, vanity plate, you know, lizard man. Why would the lizard man who has never really been violent before? Larry has been a cooperative, peaceful being. We we heard he was I just trying to hurt a cat. He was just trying to help a boy change a tire, and then then he shows up out of nowhere, decides to mess up this cat sanctuary, this feline fortitude, the feline fortress. The fact that you would question. A sweet woman in the heartland of South Carolina named Dixie who takes care of the neighborhood stray cats to call into question her dignity, sir. I didn't say anything about Dixie's dignity. I, I can't imagine she has a lot. I No, I wouldn't imagine she does either. But I think that maybe Dixie did it herself. I mean, and why would, the, why would Larry, who wanted to help uh, uh, help a boy with his car, then destroy a peaceful lady and her cat's cars and whatever. You know, it just it doesn't make sense to me. The only thing that would make it better is if uh, Dixie, who had all these cats, put all her life savings into uh, in buying a jaguar, to which the uh, the lizard man tore up. <laughs> so the lizard man tore up her. So, so you assume Dixie, the cat lady, would drive a jaguar? Ah, uh, she probably. Drives. Um, I'm thinking like a Grand Am, or you know, the one with the seatbelt. That's belt. what I can tell. It was the, a Chrysler minivan. The thing with the um, seatbelt, like when you open the door, it like goes across the thing, and like so you never aren't buckled in. Yes, yes, which blows the mind of a millennial. Yeah. So in addition to to these guys, in in the the again, if you look up the Lizard Man of Lee County on YouTube, you will find this great little, obviously made in the 1980s five-minute special for the local news <laughs> where they talked to all these people and they talked to Dixie and stuff. And it ends with a, a young woman. Oh, gosh, I can't remember exactly her name or anything, but basically explaining how the Lizard Man is a big part of Lee County's quote-unquote heritage, but also their quote-unquote economy because people want to come and see and hear coming to visit Dixie's lizard man destroyed car is part of the the spectacle and 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 again for for me being the the weirdo that I am there's stuff like this all over the country i would imagine there are at least a handful of these in every single state i'm sure um just as i'm sure that they claim uh, the Confederate flag and states' rights as part of their heritage, which I'm sure Dixie replaced that vanity tag on her car with the lizard man was here. Let's, let's not do that. So moving on, <laughs> speaking of a few other um, Sorry, interesting Sorry, her, her name is Dixie in South Carolina. What else am I supposed to assume there? 
it, it writes itself. It writes itself. We okay. We don't know if Dixie feels deeply troubled by the fact that her name is Dixie. She might have changed it since then. It's it's now Dick, Dixie Dick Dick right. Tracy. Come uh, on, yep. Um, you can get there. Dick, uh, just Dick. Dick is a fine name. Pe- she also had another kind of change. <laughs> oh, yes, exactly. See, she's very progressive. <laughs> Okay, so uh, in addition to this cool story from South Carolina, I wanted to go over a few other just real quick. We'll just kind of touch on a handful of other cool cryptids from North Carolina and South Carolina areas, one of which is the Cape Fear River Mermaids. Danger, I'm assuming you have driven past the Cape Fear River area several times, correct? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, actually, I will this weekend. There you go. So where the deep and the Hall Rivers meet, it's been named Mermaid Point because so many people have deemed "quote unquote" mermaids in this area. It's quite um, inland for a mermaid. So. It is, but you know, there's nothing to say that mermaids are a saltwater creature per se. Oh, freshwater mermaids! What's wrong with a freshwater mermaid? Yeah, I feel like they're a little more bassy than <laughs> than the saltwater mermaids. <laughs> a little more bassy. Well, I mean, you know, oh, um, freshwater and and saltwater fish are a little bit different. I feel like <laughs> that's. I feel like you would fair. find a freshwater mermaid named Dixie. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> I don't know why, but I love I love the term bassy. From now on, I'm going to refer to. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to refer to as bassy, but I am. Well, um, what comes to mind I, when I say I feel like freshwater mermaids are a little more bassy? <laughs> I just, I get a lot of bottom end on these mermaids. <laughs> I don't know why I'm equating bassy with bassy, but that's where I'm going with this. Um, these mermaids would wear apple bottom jeans. <laughs> and if they had feet, boots with the fur. So yeah. one that I found really kind of cool was the Beast of Bladenboro. Now, Bladenboro is a, a small little area kind oh. of in between. It's it's kind of between Fayetteville and Wilmington, not too far from Lumberton. Yeah, I know exactly where it is. I used to uh, do shipments out of a candy factory there. And that's okay. all that's there. Like, there's like a candy factory and a gas station and a couple houses, and then, like, that's it. And a cryptid known as the Beast of Bladenboro that is responsible for a string of very gruesome and graphic animal deaths in the 1950s. Okay, um, so I would be disappointed if there was a beast in a place called Bladenboro that was did not ha- have gruesome things happen. Like because this beast would have blades from Bladenboro. So the best that I can tell is it looked a little bit like the werewolf from American Werewolf in London. He he was on all fours, and he was only about two or three feet tall, dark fur, really sharp fangs, and he would just shred these animals. It wasn't just like that he was eating them. He would decapitate them and rip them apart and like play with their bodies and stuff. Sure, it wasn't just like a kid with a sick kick. It, you know, it could have been, it could have been Dixie getting out some frustration. I don't know. But the story that I came across 
was it was a very crazy werewolf cat thing. I, I love how now everything is Dixie's fault. No, you brought that upon yourself. I, I think we brought it upon Dixie. Now, going more into the mountain areas is the Wampus Cat. Oh, the Wampus Cat. Are you familiar with this one? I I have heard of the Wampus Cat. So the Wampus Cat is basically, he has another name, the Cherokee Death Cat, which I think is a little bit cooler. But basically, the, the story goes is that like American lumberjacks, said that they saw this jaguar-sized cat that would walk on its rear legs. It, it, it never, from what I've seen, doesn't really do anything to humans, per se. It's just kind of like a, you know, just roams the countryside kind of thing. But it's not a jaguar. It's not a mountain lion. It's this kind of undiscovered, unexplainable kind of cat. So, do you know why, like, why it's the wampus cat? Why? Because it can't be cattywampus. Ooh, that is that is uh I'm violently upset at that. I don't I have to move on before I physically assault my computer. Um it was it was I mean it makes sense. It was what? It was what? It makes sense to me. It can't be cattywampus. It has to be a wampus cat. Here is my possible favorite of all of these cryptids the boojum the boojum the boojum b-o-o-j-u-m boojum this guy might this this guy might get his own episode in the future i'm just going to read this little paragraph because i think all of this is important the boojum is a weird creature known to live in the mountains of north carolina it has been said to be a humanoid-like beast covered in dirty gray hair. Despite its reclusive nature, the Boojum has been sighted a number of times over the years by everyone from hikers to local business owners. The southern term Hootenanny is to believe to have originated in the area, paying homage to the noise made by this creature and his bride, Annie, when they would become separated in the woods. So we have Boojum and Annie. The Boojum is said to be harmless, despite its fearsome appearance and size. Now, have you ever seen a movie called The Troll Hunter? Yes. This was a found footage-esque movie made uh, early 2000s about these big, hairy troll creatures that were, like, up in the mountains. Right. Gosh, I don't remember what country now. That's what this guy looks like. Was it like like a, a, a Spanish film? Um, no, it was, oh, shoot, I should know this, um, Swedish or something like that. It's been a long Um, time since I've seen it, but. Yeah, 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 same, but that's what this guy looks like. He's like 15, 20 feet tall, real skinny, long gray beard, and he's just like lurking around screaming hooting Annie. Because he can't find Annie. Right. He's saying, hooting Annie. is, Is he like. Annie, you okay? You okay, Annie? <laughs> oh, and then he does this really creepy lean thing where his feet don't move, but he's he's like at a forty-five degree angle. Terrifying. Yeah, it's like when he has really precise, like where he can throw a duck and like it lands almost into a jukebox, like it, like right. Yeah, there. and and it says that 
when when it's born, its skin is really dark. But as the years go, okay, moving on. Next thing is the siren of the French broad. Now, do you know anything about this one? The siren of the French broad. Yes. Okay, so I, I know nothing about it. Based off of that, some uh, sexist men was re- referring to like a French woman, and she died, and they hear her sing. So the French broad is an area of okay, North it's not, Carolina. It's, it's not. A, it's not a woman at all. <laughs> no. Um, well, okay. Let you're right and wrong at the same time. Favorite time. I can, Favorite kind. Essentially, the siren of the French broad is it's a kind of another mermaid thing. The French broad river. There we go. Uh, the French broad river is in North Carolina. Okay, the Natahala. Okay, so up in the mountain areas near Asheville. Okay, so there's the French Broad River up near Asheville, North Carolina, which is a beautiful part of North Carolina. It's kind of like a mermaid, but they basically, it's a beautiful woman. And I don't know if you're familiar with sirens in general, but they're basically these mermaids that are these beautiful mermaids that sing these beautiful songs that lure men to their death. Yes. Basically, there is one of these in the French Broad River, and she would, you know, swim and sing, and she would bring fishermen into the river to lure them to their death. Okay. <laughs> um, now, what kind of men is she getting in the uh, North Carolina mountains? Not um, the type of men that are going to easily be swayed against. Um, I mean, I know there's some smart, wonderful Probably, you know, there's great people that live in the North Carolina mountains, but I feel like the type of men that would be, you know, susceptible to like, hey, that's a French broad singing and like, and feel like you need to like make your way to the river. Like, you're probably not going to be the smartest of fellers. Like, is this, is this like a, is this like a Troy McClure thing from, from the Simpsons? Like a, uh. Like been caught. There's rumors about him with fish. Is that is that where this is going? No, no, no. <laughs> but what I was going to say is that uh, these guys that uh, get lured by a French broad into the river to their death, they probably got a wife or a friend named Dixie. So moving on. Uh, it's not a. It's not a French broad. Oh. It's not a French broad. Okay, another one. This one's fun. <laughs> Normie. Normie is. <laughs> Essentially, the Loch Ness monster of Lake Norman. <laughs> oh God! Oh. There is basically a potential sea monster in Lake Norman. Which, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe Lake Norman is sort of near Charlotte, North Carolina. Correct? Yes. Yeah. It's okay. it's north of Charlotte. So if Nessie is a saltwater, <laughs> Normie's a bit more bassy. <laughs> Normie is the passy version of Sea Monster. He is said to look <laughs> like an extremely large and malformed alligator. I'd like to think that this is just a poor, deformed alligator that's literally just doing the best he can. And people are like, oh my god, it's a sea creature! And this like messed up face gator is just like, please don't make fun of me! <laughs> This deformed alligator comes out of the water. Hey, look, it's Normie. Get back in the water, Normie. (laughs) Go away, Normie. Uh, Oh, God, I can't. So so let's go from Normie to another friend known as Nobby. (laughs) 
<laughs> Nobby is the basically the equivalent of the Bigfoot. You're you're um, making these up at this point. You're, you've got to be. No, no, this is true. Apparently, a lot of people believe that Nobby is just another Bigfoot sighting, but but they give him a cute name because it's, you know, you want to gain some kind of ownership of these creatures. But essentially, it's the same old, same old. It's an eight to 10 foot tall, hairy, missing link looking guy who, you know, just kind of roams around in the woods and periodically people say they see him. And he's been seen in all different parts of kind of wooded areas of North Carolina periodically. I think there's even a, an episode of uh, Bigfoot. God, what was that show? Bigfoot Hunters. Uh, or... Yes, where where they you know tried to find him or whatever. So I don't know about that. Nobby, good old Nobby. I, I would like to think that that Nobby and Normie are somehow like buddies like Nobby comes to have picnics on the on the Lake Norman coast right there on the edge of the water and brings a picnic basket and Normie the deformed crocodile comes out and he's like oh Riker you brought me a pint of butter sandwich and they have this loving tender moment away from prying eyes well you know Nobby at least out of all these is the only one that has a Christmas song about him you know the like, least Nobby you are my like you're my friend. If you were in, if you were hurt, if you were in danger, I would come and help you. I am danger. But then, but then you do things like this. <laughs> it makes me want to hurt you. It makes me, I, I don't want to yeah. feel that way. <laughs> yeah. One last one that I thought was incredibly interesting. They're called the cross fairies. Now, this is really interesting. I'm, I'm just going to, this is another just little paragraph I'm going to read because it's just mind-blowing. The fact that these sentences are all together on an actual website that I'm reading from is mind-boggling. So strap in. The cross fairies are one of the only... I don't have North to strap me in, but go on. I, I am, I am going to physically assault you. The cross fairies are one of the only North Carolina cryptids that no one claims to have seen. Their existence is only known due to the strange cross-shaped rocks they leave behind. These shapes have only been found in five areas of the world, making them extremely rare. The Cherokee people believe the shapes to be the result of the fairies crying due to the March of Tears, but European settlers claim the fairies to have cried as a result of the death of Jesus, hence the shape of the cross. Whichever story is true, this has been spotted in the mountains of North Carolina. I mean... Some Blair Witch kind of stuff going on there. Okay, I don't think Jesus ever came to North Carolina. And the March of Tears, uh, that didn't come anywhere close to North Carolina, did it? They're, they're, they're just trying to explain why... They're seeing these shapes. The Native Americans suggest it's due to the March of Tears. Whether whatever part of the country they're found in, that's why they're in that shape. That's like saying the Northern Lights happen. Like anytime the Northern Lights, it's the Earth giving homage to the Donner Party. Who's to say that it's not? I, you know, sure, okay. Uh, they needed <laughs> so I, I give up. I yeah. Uh, yeah, just just give up. Let's just do that. So, 
that's that's the story of the lizard man of lee county and that's sort of a a brief synopsis of a handful of other cool little cryptids from the north south carolina area that you can investigate further hey maybe maybe we'll do a do another episode on nor normie and nobby's uh love life in the future <laughs> um i bet normie and nobby have skipped together through plenty of fields and um enjoy their time together and and who knows maybe season four there'll be d for dixie and we'll check on dixie roland and see how her and her cats are doing no i'm done with dixie i no okay so did you know that you don't need a parachute to go skydiving but you do if you want to go twice you know talking about these cryptids and all these different creatures you know you never know when this might come in handy but do you know how to stop a bull from charging? I don't. Cancel his credit card. That's good. I think that's a good place to stop. We'll just go ahead and do one and one there and, and move on till next week. All right. I, I, no, I've got one more for you. <laughs> I've got one more for you. So, and actually, I kind of want you to tell me one more. I do. Okay. Okay. Oh, you want me to go first? Yeah, what you're yeah, saying. yeah, yeah. I want you to go first. Okay. Um, what's a pretty cool vegetable, but not a really cool vegetable? Cucumber? Radish. Okay. <laughs> How do you keep a full in suspense? No, no, I know I'll, what you're doing. I'll tell you later. I know what you're doing. I'm not going to do it. I thought you were just going to sit there in silence for like 90 seconds. Everybody thinks the episode's over and there's silence. <laughs> on Spotify, it says there's two minutes left, but no one's saying anything. Do they forget to edit all this out? Nope. Oh, I just called everyone that listens to our show a fool. Uh, but I, uh, talk it, talk it to you. How do you feel? And it, like, well, it, it, the, the other part of it is, I'll tell you later. Yeah, well, I I got that. I heard that. Thank you for clarifying. Just, that. just I just wanted to close it. Wanted to close it. Anyway. So to all our friends who who tuned in this evening for L is for the Lizard Man of Lee County. I hope you enjoyed our spooky little tale and check out some of these other cryptids and and Dixie Roland. If you're listening, I apologize. I'm sure you're a very lovely person and I would love to hear your story about the lizard man. Even if you did make it all up to make some money, I hope you get your cats back. I, I feel like we were less spooky. I feel like we were about as spooky as an episode of Gumby. I mean, and we were just, yeah. Hey, those blockheads are a little bit creepy. Okay. All right. Good night, everybody. Good night. It's over. Done. Done.